Hello, you're listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. Philippians 3.13 And it says, Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it, but this one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. The title for today is Out With The Old and In With The New. Out With The Old and In With The New. But I wanna talk, talk about it from the point, the standpoint that when God is doing that shift or change in your life, it's gonna feel uncomfortable. Out with the old and in with the new. Now, we've heard that saying or phrase before. And it implies that you're moving forward and you're getting rid of something that you don't need. You're removing some stuff so you can move forward. You're letting go of some things so I can enhance or grow in another area. Out with the old and in with the new. Now, I, I will tell you this, um, one of the creepiest little shows I've ever seen is Porters. Oh. Yeager, and the name of Porters. I was just, I was looking at an episode of it and Lena happened to walk by and I said out loud to her, that if that were my parents that had that issue, correct? You know, I said every day, every other day, I'd be by the house throwing stuff away. We we couldn't get to this point because by the time they're on television as porters, they can't even navigate through their house. There was an episode I was looking at where this this person had stuff still in boxes straight from the store. They picked up a bag and it was an actual Macy's bag. Still had tags on whatever it is that person had purchased. They were putting new stuff on old stuff till we couldn't even get around. The out with the old, in with the new didn't apply because in with the old, in with the new, we get rid of that. And so as I was watching the show, I realized that mentally, Every piece of whatever was in that house meant something to them. There was this unhealthy attachment to stuff that they couldn't get rid of stuff that really had no more worth. They're walking on top of stuff that really should be thrown away. Out with the old and in with the new is something we're gonna have to face in our lives. God, what's not good for me anymore? I can think of nothing that you keep forever. Oh, our spouses, we supposed to keep it to death to us. That's one. But what else do we keep forever? Nothing. As soon as the car gets too many repairs where it's not financially feasible to keep fixing it, you turn around and you get you another. Right? Sue, you can carry the clothes to the cleaners all you want, but after a while, by and by, we're going to get some. I think that should happen on a weekly basis, honestly. But nevertheless, 
Um, there's nothing that we keep all the time, that we will have forever. Even family heirlooms, if they are not set aside, you know those things you can't touch, you put up in the little cabinets and stuff. If people use them every day, after a while, they would get to the point you would have to get rid of them. The only reason they've been so long because we don't really use them on a regular. But what is it that we keep forever? Absolutely nothing. Here's the thing spiritually, out with the old. You gotta ask the Lord for the new. I dare not say the Lord is not gonna let you be a spiritual whore. If you're not willing to let go of some of your stuff, he's not gonna give you more of his stuff. He's not gonna let you go out and be full of stuff and get his stuff too. Uh -uh. You gonna have to, as you release out, he said, I'll pour in. You don't wanna release out, I can't pour in. But let's go to Joshua chapter five. And I want to talk about a group of people that because they refused to obey the Lord, they were not given the right to go to the promised land. So a whole group of people had to be out. And in the midst of God's plan and his wisdom, right in the midst of what the people that were going out, the people that were new to see the promised land were born and brought in. Now, I am trying to apply God. What do I do out with the old and in with the new? How should I be living and how should I respond? Some of the stuff that God wants us to let go, it's going to hurt to let go. Some of the stuff that God's saying let go, we reason with him like the people on the water show and said, I'm going to use that. There's a need for that. God, why do I have to let that go? See, if I, want to want, if I want more of God and ask it for more, I have to be willing to let stuff go. If I want more of him, I'm going to be willing, have to be willing to let some people go. Okay, but Joshua chapter 5, verse 1. And it says, And it came to pass, when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on the side of Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan before the children of Israel until we were passed over, that their heart melted, neither was their spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel. So when they heard that the Lord had dried up the Jordan so they could walk past, they didn't have any more fight in them. When they heard of the miracle, they had no more fight in them. They had heard at, at what the Lord had done. Verse 2, and at that time, the Lord said unto Joshua, Make thee three sharp knives, and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. And that's an interesting verse, and we're going to see how it ties in. Make thee sharp knives and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. While the children of Israel were wandering around, remember, they were a rebellious people. Mm -hmm. So the Lord says, you are not going to see the promised land. I'm going to let you wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. And watch this. Until you die off, until the old dies off. 
because you weren't going to see it because you didn't follow what I said. But while they were wandering around, guess what was happening? The new was being born. There were other children being born right amongst the group that the Lord said was going to die off. You got to understand, when God is asking you to let something go, he's already working on something new in your life. See, I'm letting go and dealing with the new all at the same time. So that's why the scripture says, circumcise them the second time. I'm not talking about the ones that are dying off. They were circumcised already. They just didn't believe. I'm talking about these new ones, the new thing that I'm about to do, circumcise them. Take God is something about the new thing. Y'all know God has a new thing he wants to do in you. Amen. And sometimes we feel like, God, I'm, I'm just, yeah, the old thing down. Why are we doing something new? I mean, you know, these phones of ours, I need mine to work forever and ever. Because I just learned something new on it, Trish, the other day. Ain't going to tell you how long I had it, though, guys. So here's the thing. If I get something new, Sister Francis, then again, the newness is going to challenge me to learn something else. How many of us don't want to get rid of the old because I don't want to learn nothing else? When you just figure out all the buttons on the car, something happened, and then you got to trade me. I'm going to tell you, just a few weeks ago, I just peeled off. You know you get a washing machine and dry, right? And they have a little plastic covering where the knobs and the buttons are. I just realized, ooh, that was plastic. <laughs> because it looked a little foggy, Trish, but I've been using it. But I said, oh, what is that? Now, people brand new again, new, new again. But I just realized, peel it off, Helen. See, and I just, I'm just, okay, we'll move on. <laughs> Verse 3, and Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the heel of the foreskin. And this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise. This is the reason why he did it. All the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness by the way. Remember I told you? All those that Jesus said weren't going to see the promise, they died off. But now I have a new group coming along that were born during that time that need to be circumcised. Now, here's the thing. In order to let go of the new and the old and receive the new, you're going to have to prepare for the new. Some of us, even if I'm willing to let go of the old, I'm not willing to do what it takes to prepare for the new. Yeah. Yeah. If I say, God, I want more of you, I want you to do a new thing in me. He said, now get ready. That means I need you to fast and pray a little more. You say, well, how much do I have to fast and pray? How much do I, can I bargain with you? How much do I got to sacrifice? I want the new, but what is it going to take for me? No, we are letting go. I got you. I want the new, but now here comes the circumcision, the cutting off of something in order to receive the new. Nobody wants to do that either. He says in order to receive the new, you got to cut off something. Receiving from God requires great sacrifice. Man, 
the more you desire of God and the more you want to see of him, you're really setting yourself up for greater sacrifice, greater denying of the flesh and your will. So he says in Joshua, verse 3, and Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the heel of the foreskin. And this is the reason why all the people that came out of Egypt, verse 4, that were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness by the way. And after they came out of Egypt, verse 5, now all the people that came out were circumcised. See? All those that came out, those rebellious ones, they were circumcised. But all the people that were born in the wilderness by the way, as they came forth out of Egypt, them they had not circumcised. They hadn't circumcised them. Now, God is, when God starts cutting stuff off you, out of your life, he's setting you up for the next step. He allowed them, not while they were still here. He says, y'all keep living and keep doing what you're doing. I need all of these dead weights, for lack of a better way of phrasing it. These rebellious ones, I need them to die off because there's a greater anointing I have for these that are new. Right before I take you where I'm going to take you, you got to cut off something. Verse 6, for the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness to all the people that were men of war which came out of Egypt were consumed because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord unto whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord swore unto their fathers that he would give us a land that floweth with milk and honey. Now isn't this interesting? I noticed this too. That the old and the new lived together at one time. See, while the rebellious group was wandering around in the wilderness, some of those rebellious men got with women and made babies. So while the ones that were going to die off and never see the promise were alive, God's promised ones were being born. There are times in your life where the old and the new going to grow together. The key is you got to stay in step with God to know when to let the old go so the new can live. There was a time that his, the ones that rebelled and the promised ones lived together. The key is you just have to know which one are you. What if some of the young promised ones decided I'm going to obey granddaddy and I want to do what granddaddy did? When they go to circumcises and cut off, granddaddy ain't cutting nothing off. I ain't, I, what? I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, what if some of the new begin to rebel like the old? You have to know that there's going to be that season where there are some old things he's trying to let go so he can birth some new things. He's not going to let it drop and then all of a sudden you're going to get a new. There's going to be a season of transition where you have the old and the new at the same. Verse 7, and their children upon whom he raised up in their stead, them Joshua circumcised. He raised them up right amongst them in their stead. Joshua circumcised. He prepared them for what God was going to do. Aren't you glad that 
God does not hold you accountable for your, your lineage, your, your people. If I had on low shoes, I'm going to run up you, right? Aren't you glad? Because I can think back, and I have some people in my, on my family tree that are mighty men and women of God. Made me who I am. And then there's some branches. Jesus. I need you to get them boo-boos at the root. Don't, don't talk to snap. There is some that you say, Lord, please don't lump me in. Lord, you, you, you know what I'm saying. But aren't you glad the promised people came out of the cursed people? Aren't you? He said, I don't care what you came out of. I can put a plan on your life such that you are the blessed people. Boy, we done been through some things, and if we church, search our lineage and our heritage and things that have run through our families, it is a miracle as to who you are today. All of us got a alcoholic. All of us got a drug user. Don't and, and some of us don't have to look too far. All, all of us got these people don't want to work but want to eat. All of us, you're lazy. All of us got some of these people can't keep no job. Oh, what? All of us got them begging family members. All of us have. Ain't nobody's everywhere. Every you would pay them to stay away in the glory of God. You, you had a food ready in the gold container. <laughs> Just in case you need to leave. I ain't trying to put you out, but if you need to leave, I don't want to slow you down. Look, all of us have them. But aren't you glad that the Lord says, out of you, you can be that promised one? Yes. 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 Thank you, Lord. Verse 7, and their children whom he raised up in their stead, them Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised by them, the, by the way. Verse 8, and it, and it came to pass when they had done circumcising all the people that they abode in their places in camp till they were whole or healed. Verse 9, and the Lord said unto Joshua, this day, now this is, this is good for us to know, when I switch and let off and let go of the old, when I let the Lord circumcise and cut off the stuff that he wants out of my life, this is what he said, this day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you. Wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. The word, that word reproach. It says the expression of disapproval or disappointment. He says this day I have rolled away the idea of disappointment and disapproval of my children. Those that didn't want to do are gone. Now I've gotten rid of the old and I have positioned to the new such now I'm ready to be approved and I am now ready to use you. Aren't you glad that I say again, God doesn't hold us accountable for those things in the past. 
But when I gave my heart to the Lord and he began to circumcise my heart and cut off those stony places and those rebellious places and those things that run in my family, that, that little ugly way that they have, that little short temper, that little unforgiveness, when the Lord began to cut that thing away from me, he says, I roll the disapproval and disappointment off you. I am no longer disappointed at you. I'm no longer looking at you in a way where you are not considered my child nor my friend. Wow, he says, now, now. And then he says, and the children of Israel camped and camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains. He says, I rolled away even the desire, the whole desire for you to be disapproved. Go back to Philippians 13, 3 and 13. Back to Philippians 3 and 13. We're going to end with this fourth verse. Out with the old. It's important. Ask God, what is it that's old in my life that I need you to remove? What is it that has stayed too long? What is it that I'm refusing to let you cut away? What is it that you're bringing to my attention to be cut away? And every time you bring it, I'm bargaining with you. I, I, I'm pleading, saying, Lord, in a little while. Lord, this is just not the right time. Lord, I'm going to ease into it. Lord, how about this? If I get rid of this, can I hold on to this? We will begin to read. What is it in my life? Is he saying, that's an old thing that you keep hanging on to. And I cannot bring forth the new thing. So when we walk in the old, I'm walking with the reproach of the Lord over my head. The disapproval and the disappointment because I will not let these things go. So Philippians 3.13, and listen, brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended. I haven't arrived now. See, that's another thing. When you think you have arrived, you don't really believe you have anything that needs to be cut off. That's the problem when you stay in church too long. You, you, it's, you hard pressed to tell a mama she got something she got to cut off. Mother got her seat and been with Jesus 50 years. <laughs> she like, I, I know him. So it's hard pressed to tell her what she, you see. Okay. But the Bible said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended or have arrived. I'm not there yet. Do you not know that cutting off and that circumcising is a daily thing? Until Jesus comes, there will always be something that he's chopping off or telling me to lay aside. Always. Now, the more mature believer just goes with the process. And here's the thing. Whatever he's asking you to cut off, it's going to turn out for you good. He says, I counted not myself to apprehend it. He says, but this one thing I do. See, I, I have to keep the mindset I haven't arrived because I can't let go of the old if I keep thinking nothing's wrong with me. You know, I was thinking on the way here about this sermon and, and I thought about those people. You ever seen people that have been caught like in a decade, right? There's a certain decade they like that. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that out loud because in my mind I'm seeing somebody and I can't get back. 
So, and everything about them. They, they not their haircut, the clothes, everything. They look, they got stuck in a decade. They, they never, they never progressed past that. They, they never did. The times changed, they weren't going nowhere. They didn't want it, no. They look, they look the same, don't they? they? See, all of that's the same. They never decided that I'm gonna let go of the old. They never, and even to the slightest thing, I say that in a comical way, but as a believer, do you not know you can get so complacent in God that you look the same way you did 10 years ago? And let me tell you how you can check to see if you're like that. See, now the man that looked like he is from the 80s, the Air Force stuff, y'all laugh at him. When you see him in the mall and stuff, you laugh. But there are people that are believers that are the same way, but I can't see it. But the Lord says you can tell it by how they respond. You, you're still acting the same way you did 10 years ago. Trials come up, I still don't see you. You're still caving in, you're still not praying. Somebody, you're easily offended. You're still doing the same things that you used to do. Says, brother, and I count myself, not to myself, to have apprehended, but this one thing that I did. I haven't arrived. Don't ever think you've arrived. Don't ever think you don't need God to do something for you. Don't ever think you don't need God to fix something. Forgetting those things which are behind, that old stuff. That old stuff, that old stuff, that old stuff. God, I, there's some stuff. I don't care if the stuff just happened yesterday. There's some stuff. There's some stuff. Because when I realize that every day there's a cutting, then there's a growing. There's a cutting, then there's a growing. There's a cutting, then there's a growing. Without the cutting, there is no growing. My principal has a green thumb. Her yard looks like a, I mean, really. And she gets into that. So I was at Home Depot the other week and I saw a mom, I guess, right? A pretty little place, but it, you know. I'm assuming that's her name. I saw the sign. Yes. And so when I saw her the other week before she went out of town, I said, Miss Lopez, moms, why are they out now? What's going on? And she said, oh, she began to tell me what to do with them and how you got at a certain time, she started rattling off on the counter. You cut them down here, they grow back up. This is what happened. You don't pull them up. Oh, she began to tell me. But she also said to me, she says, now, if certain plants aren't cut off, there's no growth. You got to cut them off and they come back at a certain time. You cut them off and they come back at a certain time. Because she then she got excited and sent me all these pictures of her yard. But nevertheless, I took them. But then you cut them off and they grow and they cut them off. Here's the thing, if nature even understands that process. We as believers, he cuts you off and you grow. He cuts you off and you grow. We just want to grow where there's no cutting off. That's not how it works. He says, forgetting those things which are behind. And what allows me to go through the cutting is I'm reaching forth unto those things which are before me. See, I know after you cut me, I'm going to be much better. After you cut, cut me, I'm going to bear more fruit. After you cut me, I'm going to come back blooming and full. When you cut me, I'm going to be better. If you understand that that's before you, you go with the process and say, Lord, cut me where I need to be cut. 
Rebuke me where I need to be rebuked because the cutting makes me better. Here's the thing I want us to remember today, and I'm done. Out with the old, in with the new. Let's stand. I want to pray. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. If you're interested in joining us on Sundays, our services are held at the Clarence Cuffey Community Center at 2019 Windy Road, Chesapeake, Virginia, 23324. Our Sunday morning service is held at 1 p.m. and our Bible studies are held on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Join us and be blessed. And remember, there's life in the word.